0: fish heads, it's time for another edition of the hottest new podcast on all platforms, Fat Fish. Sit back and strap yourself in for the wildest ride on the open seas. Now flap your fins for the fabulous Fat Fish Brothers, Eric Fish Snyder and Brad Grunny Grunberg a.k.a. (laughs) What's up, buddy? Show number what? 33? 33. We we, we have so many shows that we do that we get a little uh, discombobulated, but uh, I think we're around 33. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's number. What do you think? I think so. The big sky hook, baby. The big sky hook. The big sky hook. Yeah. I mean, I just like looking at the, you know, this logo that was made up for us is just so enlightening. I love looking at it, but I'd rather look at you. And uh, hey, well, let's, made it to another Monday. What can, what can I tell yeah. you, man? The weekend was great. Baseball playoffs, the NFL. I mean, I'm just. Uh, yeah. What about well, you? Let's
1: give a shout out! Let's give a shout out to the man who designed that uh,
0: logo. Your son Max, come on now.
1: He's he is, is working hard.
0: He works at uh, Blueprint Productions, and he's working on the. Uh, Formula One is having a big race here in Las Vegas right around your birthday when you're here, yeah, to hang out with the Fishman and meet Carrot Top. Um, So he's working on that, and then he's got he's you know, just just brilliant in designing, and he's going to help us out as as we move along this venture. What's nice. new? I have to ask you something. You're driving a lift, and it looks like negotiations are picking up with the strike. We can get into that later, but I asked you something that I, in in rehearsal, and I said, you know what? I'll bring it on the show when you drive your lift and you pick up a customer or a client whatever you call them and you drive by a fast food place that you <laughs> longer for like what well, Carls jr Wendy's I know Nora, where this is going. going do you ask them to tip you by going through the drive-through and buying you food? uh no. Uh, well, all right, one time, just one time. Yeah. <laughs> they were hungry, too, and I said,
1: oh, they no, I did go through and found the guy goes, hey, man, you want something? I go, "Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I ordered his stuff, and then I ordered a little something for me. All right, a lot for me. But uh, by the way, um, yesterday, uh, today is Monday, but uh, Sunday, I went and watched a little football at this new, uh, well, it's a reboot of this legendary bar called... San Francisco Saloon, and now it's called they redid everything in it, it's unbelievable. I mean, state of the art, everything. Uh, it's called Rose Gold Saloon, and uh, it's wonderful. And when you come into town, I'm going to take you there. Great food, great staff, great TVs, great fun. So,
0: I just want to give a shout out to Rose Gold Saloon, okay. The San Francisco Bar and Grill you're talking about, Pico and Saute. It's right. One of the first dates I had with my wife. I this is totally not scripted. Oh my goodness. And we went there. There's a there's a great Chinese restaurant across the street. Now it's called Chengdu, but it was called the Chunking Inn. Been there. Our parents, grandparents ate there. So talk about bringing back a lot of nostalgia and history for the Fish Man. So. The San Francisco Bar and Grill, as all our LA listeners and viewers will attest to, had a green building. They keep the same green building. Uh, no, I mean it, it. It still looks the same, but 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 from the
1: outside, they they redid everything. They redid. I mean, soup to nuts, inside and out. It is really the only thing they kept was the chandeliers. They're they're the same chandeliers that and the lights that they had in the uh, San Francisco Saloon. But I'm telling you, it's really good, and we gotta go there. As uh, maybe
0: if uh, you come in with the wifey poo, we'll uh, go there and have some laughs. Yeah, maybe we'll get Chinese food across the street and then go over there and have some laughs. I mean, okay. it's great that you know the regentrification of of my hometown and where you live right now. That area, Culver City is amazing. What's going on over there? You were you were picketing over there by the Amazon Studios and. That neighborhood 25 years ago, you really didn't want to walk into. Right, right. Um, and Absolutely. It I love the fact that cities now, there's regentrification going on in Oakland, which is phenomenal. And Frank Ull's, uh, plaza, Jack London Square. I mean, it, it's good to see cities that are that have some inner cities with problems are starting to get some funding and great housing, great restaurants going up. And that that's that's a positive. And in a world right now. That's just going haywire. I mean, I you know, I got to ask you this. I don't know about you. You're the caretaker for our new listeners and viewers. Brad is a caretaker for his 91-year-old father. And your mother's in her late 80s. No, no. Uh, she's 82. 82. Mom's 82. 82. Okay. Looks yeah. good. She's goddamn, she looks young. And and Jerry's great, the dad. Um, my wife, Vicky, is addicted to the news. And she watches it and starts crying. I cannot watch the news anymore because it's so goddamn depressing. On the other hand, Brad, I want to say you feel about this. Get a little serious in the moment. Um, You have to know what's going on in the world to really get in any kind of conversation about what's going on in the world. Do your parents watch the news? Do you watch the news? Or you just go to your phone? My parents watch TV all day. I watch
1: religiously uh, Lester Holt, Channel 4, NBC. I watch it every night because I like him and he gives me what I need to know. Um, And uh, it is. It's so graphic. And it's so sad what's going on from Ukraine to Israel to a lot of other places. The hate I've never seen in my life. I'm 35, uh, but uh, I've never seen in serious hate that's going on in the world. I mean, we're talking evil, evil and what they're doing to one another. It's unbelievable. I mean, I've always uh, subscribed to the uh, idea that if we all did a little something in our lives for just out of the goodness of our heart not wanting anything back
0: this world would be a much better place don't you agree oh yeah you that's what that's what attracted you as a friend to me is just i, I watched your th- philanthropy 30 some odd 30 almost yeah almost 30 years ago and um one of your great friends lauren francesca he did a podcast which was his infant for saying brad will, will will get 200 bucks in residual check and go to mcdonald's and 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 get hamburgers and give them to the homeless you don't you could be as jocular as you are and funny but that's something that that is is a great you know trait that you have and and it's 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 a virtue there's a great there's a movie called War of the Worlds it was one with Gene Barry back in 58 and the remake I thought was great with Tim Robbins and Tom Cruise did you see it no i didn't but i, uh, I know i know the movie classic yeah. 2005 it came out but there's a line by Tim Robbins and aliens come and attack us and they're taking over the world and he looks at they're in a bunker and he looks at Tom Cruise, Tim Robbins, and he says, do you know why they're attacking us? He goes, they've been studying us for hundreds of years, and they can't understand why we do evil to each other, and we kill each other, so they're going to help us do it, because their their planet lost its natural resources and needed a place to live, and you're right. Um, Can our podcast provide a little light and laughter for those? Hopefully, if not, just looking at that pun of yours and those pictures of, uh, of B, B-list and C-list actors in back of you. That, <laughs> that adds laughter in my life. But you're right. I, it's, I, well, I, I go, Vicky, you have to watch the news. She watches the news. I'll give a plug. She watches the ABC News with David Muir, the national news. You're watching Lester Holt. Now, Channel, yeah, Channel 4 it. here in Vegas is Channel yeah. 3. So is Channel 7 still ABC in Los Angeles? Yeah, yeah, here we have here. My mom watches David Muir. She loves yeah. it. Right? And they're great. It's great. But Let's 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 and let's give some light um uh in the world and, and that funny story from the bar. A couple comes in and I work at chuck's Tavern on North Durango and it's have a nice, really nice bar going Wednesday. A lot of industry people, which is great, it means bartenders and and people in the work in the casino. And a couple comes in, right? And it, I could tell it's either a match.com date or it's a first date. Okay. But one of them farts. Okay. Oh boy. And I'm talking to them and the smell is so egregious it comes over the bar. Oh boy. I don't know why the guy, and the guy's a heavy. I don't know why the guy I I brought this up on P podcast because if you go to a movie theater and you smell a fart and you're sitting next to a pretty girl, right? You're getting blamed, Brad. I'm sorry. That's just the way this that's just human nature. So um the guy, I assume the guy did it. She goes to the bathroom and comes back, and she goes, "Wow." He goes, "I'm so sorry for that. I thought that was so classy that I fell in love with the girl. You know, a little chubbiness, and I said, and they had a great, great first date. They got some oyster shooters, they had some shots, they got some clams. Oh, and I, I and I hope it ended up um, with better smells later on.
1: You know, I want to ask you ask you a little something. Uh, I got a, a couple of texts." on uh, john orlando's uh podcast uh action junkies it's amazing great uh, great him and uh uh mr Lieben, uh his his sidekick asked me this question uh how did you lose your virginity okay and i have a great story and i want you to tell your story of when you lost your virginity So i'll start so it was uh <laughs> I was seventeen years old, the University of Arizona, and it was a, it was a Friday night. I ordered a domino surprise, and I was gonna watch Letterman. and all of a sudden, my friend Big Joe Desic from Texas comes running down Kai Bachuca, looking for 309 Buzz two. That was me. and he opens the door. he goes, grunny we gotta go we gotta go. I go what are you doing i go i just ordered a Domino's. i'm gonna watch letterman he goes you don't understand there's an all-campus party at yavapai i go bro i'll, I'll take a rain check he goes they're giving away free hats now you have to understand something that, for some reason i was into hats when i was 17 years old and uh i i said all right so i talked to. i went to my uh my neighbor's on the on the wing and i said hey man my Mandamino's dom, is coming you guys eat it so i go to the go to the party we walk in and it was like one of those motels you know like it was like an old it was one of the older dorms and in the middle of it it was like an outside area right in the middle of all all the rooms kind of like an old motel you know a centerpiece was like this this vast area and that's where the party was happening i walk in and this beautiful blonde is dancing with her friend on the dance floor and she's staring in my direction. And Big Joe goes, bro, she's staring at you. And I look behind me. I thought she was looking at some other guy. She's looking at me. I couldn't believe it. So he goes, go up to her and ask her you know, to dance. So I go up. I go, would you like to dance? She pulls me on the dance floor to a fast song. She slow danced with me. And she starts to chew on my earlobe. Oh, boy. That's my Fonzi Fonzarelli button. That's my liver, man. You chew on my earlobe, you know, even if you chewed on my earlobe, I might sleep with you, but uh, she, (laughs) so she uh, says, I got to go to the bathroom. She goes to the bathroom. She's so drunk, okay? She's coming down the stairs after the bathroom. She slips and falls into a pile of mud, okay? She was wearing an all-white outfit. Everybody starts laughing at her, but of course, Sir Lancelot here helps her up, wipes her off. And she's so embarrassed she goes I'm, oh my god she goes let's get out of here i go okay i say let's get out of here she says so we're walking back to my dorm because her dorm was across the street and i said you know i'm a comedian I, I make fun of myself all the time don't be embarrassed it's okay we've all been there so i go "Want come want to come to my dorm room i'll show you some pictures so we go into the dorm room i start showing her some pictures we start making out blah 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 and my friend matt told me if you really want a girl you put your hand down her pants. I don't even know why. So I tried to do that. She goes, no. I go, okay, fine. My parents taught me no one time is no. And I go, darn. But I was, you know, I thought, all right, I made out with a beautiful girl, right? She goes, I gotta go to the bathroom. So she goes to the bathroom, which is right in front of my dorm room, which I loved. Bathroom right in front of my dorm room. That's why I stayed there three years as a dorm rat. And um, I put on the outside for my roommate, a soft Rudner. He I wrote. Uncle Charlie called and I put a rubber band on the doorknob. That's an indication. I got a girl in the room. So she comes back and all of a sudden we start making out again. And all of a sudden I hear a soft with the key trying to get in. And I hear him go, Oh my God, he leaves, goes next door. And then all of a sudden she takes off all her clothes. I go, Oh my God, this could be it. I run to my, uh, my, um, my, uh, uh, my, my, my dresser drawer and I get my condom and I'm like putting it on and all of a sudden I, I know, okay I kind of figure this out and I kind of figure out where you put it and I put it in there and she's going ah 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 Gary Gary my name is Brad ah ah Timmy ah ah Todd ah ah Stephen Never got my name. I walked her back to the dorm. She says, goodnight, night, Timmy. I swear to God, she never got my She didn't even know my name, okay? Sent her flowers the next day, and I never saw her again. Her name was Cecilia. And boy, beautiful blonde, blue eyes. And I was a, I'm was a boob man. Huge, real boobs. And that's the last time I got laid. Is that a great story?
0: When I was with her. <laughs> oh, oh, grunny grunny so she thought about you when she was with me of course uh, my my mine wasn't the long dissertation that you just had mine i'm 15 60, working at mcdonald's and it's always a party after you know we get off your shifts and went to someone's house and i had this crush on a girl i won't uh um i won't mention her name to be indiscreet diana and um, <laughs> we're both she's i think she's 16 i'm 15 and started making out and we, we get into the act and, and it was great. You know, when you're that age, you're making out and you, you perform the act, you fall in love. It's like the, uh, the book catch 22, the main character of the movie catch 22, Yossarian fell in love with every girl that he got laid with. Right. Fell in love with this girl. Cause I'm 15 and she's 16. It was great. Oh my God. I can't believe this. I got laid. <laughs> Found out about, see about two months later. Right. Cause we both worked at McDonald's. But she didn't go to the same high school. She's a lesbian. Oh, so, so I, yeah. I want to know if she was a lesbian before that, no. or I was so bad in bed that you turned into a lesbian. <laughs> I, you, I talked to Diana. She said she w- was straight, and then
1: you turned her to the Lady oh, Pond. Right. You're unbelievable. You turn a lot of people other ways. That's what I like about you. Yeah, By the well, way, I like to give a big shout out to big Joe Desick from Texas, because if he didn't take me to that all-campus party, I still might be a virgin today.
0: Right. Well, look, you know the great thing about what what the kids have nowadays is is that we didn't have. We've talked about this on previous po- previous podcasts, but it's still mm-hmm. apropos is the, the only way we met a girl or a girl met a guy was going to a party, got set up, you a work relations school, that's it. You know? Yeah. If if you and I went to Mom's saloon back in 1985 and we hung out there and the place was dead that night, God forbid, right? Right. You couldn't get on your phone and text someone and say, "What are you doing over at Q? Remember Q's over there on yeah, Wilshire and Barrington? What are you doing at Q's? What are you doing at the gas lamp? You right. had to get physically get in your cars and go to these establishments. So right now, it's a lot easier with all the dot coms. There's a everyone knows about Tinder. You're on right. it, Brad. My God, you're you're the king of Tinder. Tinder. It's a hookup all, site. All the Match.com. By the way, I just had lunch with
1: Chad Savage, great producer, writer, producer, great guy. I've known him a long time. And I was talking to him about you, and I said you uh, started uh, you and your uncle started Mom's Saloon. He goes, "Oh, bro, that was my jam. I lived in there." And I mentioned you, and he goes, "Oh my God, that was the best bar." He goes, "I tapped so many things in there. I had the best time of my life." He's he was he's a great
0: guy, really? and he's from Santa Monica, born and raised in Santa Monica. So yeah. that that's the greatest name for two reasons: Santa Monica. Yeah. chad savage sounds like one a porn star or two <laughs> he was on the surf circuit in 1979 to 83 in the kanapali coast you know with, with with lance with with lance summers and oh my god you know, chad, chad yeah. savage what a great name is that great you thing? gotta be a good looking dude you know you can't yeah. be a chad savage and and, and look ugly you can't he's a good all looking right. guy this guy's handsome
1: this guy's a handsome guy and he's really funny great writer and great producer uh he's just a great guy you know and when he told me he went to mom's saloon as a kid i'm like bro i know the man himself one of the greatest bartenders in the world
0: you know that's thank you but that that's that's a topic i want to bring up is that my wife complains it doesn't complain to me but she says you always live in the past and you always bring up nostalgic things from the past and i think and i say to you brad I'm asking you as a friend, is that so bad if your past was great and you have great memories of your past? You no, know,
1: that's funny you say that because people say oh, you have a great memory. You're you're living back in the 80s. And this and I go, bro, I've had a great life. OK, I'm the luckiest, most blessed guy on earth. That's why I take care of my mom and dad, because they gave me the greatest life. So if you didn't have a great life and you can't bring up the past, I have nothing to do with you, buddy, because it's great telling these stories I mean, everybody has stories. And, you know, it's sad because some of the people that I, you know, I run with, I, I would bring up something that we did. They go, I don't remember that. I go, wow. Well, I do. And this is what happened. And we did this. And I go, wow. So I, I, we're both lucky that we have great memories. I mean, it's I'm telling you, it's, Let's, yeah. it's, Let's fun. Keep it. it's fun. Yeah,
0: exactly. No, well, th- that's the thing, too. And if you look at your life, you look at your life. And, and this is not to discredit anybody or, 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 or put anyone down. But you look at your life as a bartender for almost 43 years, you, Holly, Tropicana, all year, you're acting, your great stories about being in college. There are people that have put on a, a shirt and a tie and they have the pencil thing and they go to a job the last 30 years and they sit in a cubicle. And what stories do they have other than maybe some, you know, I, I figured out how to use a, a protractor today. And, and today I, uh, I did some, uh, an abacus and figured out some stuff for my, for my, for my job. But I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to be arrogant here. I think if you have great stories from the past, share them. You Absolutely. Know? No. That story I mean, about my dad, we talked about a couple. I could not believe the response I got. Oh, like, it's great. Your you, your girlfriend jerked off your dad, and you allowed it? <laughs> I said, yes. And they go, so the guy came up, do the face. <laughs> I mean, that's a great memory. Well, you embarrassed the memory of your dad. Bullshit, I didn't oh, the memory bullshit. of my dad. I love my dad so much that it yeah. showed that, hey, you know what? I took him for the team. I didn't want to lose my girlfriend, number one. She's drop dead gorgeous, you know, come on. Right. Um, my girlfriend looked like Mark Davis's girlfriend. That's what, that's what, not it oh. looked like. Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, is dating like this 25, looks like a 25 year old model. Wait, your girlfriend when, looked like Mark Davis? I'm sorry. Mark Davis is dating this <laughs> drop dead gorgeous. When, when, it was, when you watch the Raider game Sunday, or when you yeah. watch the Raider game yesterday, did you see him in the booth? Hey, yeah. you have pictures of the booth with, I, I, yeah. I, know what you I don't know. I, I didn't watch the whole thing. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm I'm always circling on the goddamn, you know, I don't always watch my head. I'm so, so into the game that I, oh God, please get, get the first down. You know, it's like, it's, it's like a, you, it's you, a, you, you doing that seven minute dissertation of getting late. you know, <laughs> how am I going to pull this off? She has to fall in story. the mud first. No, no but let me ask you this. No, no. Let Can me you remember.
1: You. I'm going to ask you something before you go on you know you talk about great memories and we share our our great lives with each other you know money doesn't buy happiness okay i have a lot of friends with millions of dollars and they look at me and they go you had balls to be an actor you live your life i wish i could live your life and you know i'm telling you because money creates more problems for you you know what i'm saying if you if you're if you like for instance if somebody is is an asshole before they become successful and they make it they become a bigger asshole. if somebody is kind and generous and nice and they make it they become bigger nicer more generous you know and i've seen it i've seen it uh, i agree i mean
0: i'm not i'm not wealthy i'm not wealthy I, I i go by i go by a credo your health is your wealth mm-hmm. you actually taught me that one that's an excellent thing to go by mm-hmm. I'm, I'm comfortable yeah but i've never been wealthy but You try and be a good person. And again, you know, it's, 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 you live in a world right now. It's so strident. I look at my wife and I said, come on, stop watching David mirror. I know you think he's hot, whatever, but (laughs) there's nothing he's going to tell you until the last two minutes about America's strong. And he showed the dog that pulled a a wagon of two kids that have down syndrome. That's great. But the first 28 minutes of the fucking show is horrible. Death, destruction, maiming, rapes, vulgar shit. All right. And uh, I I want to lead it segue into this. I when I when I try and give advice at the bar, they say to me, Fish, you know, you act young, but we know you're in your 60s. What advice can you give? And I said, it's real simple, it's a cliche. Life, there's so much drama in your life that you can't control your health. You could have a, a pro you know your prostate's big and you, and you and you pee a lot, all right? Or you get a flat tire and you miss an audition. Those are things that you can't control. The stupid drama about fighting with your in-laws and this one talk to your baby mom and all that who cares? Who cares? People totally are crazy. dying around the fucking world right now. Yep. That that would love to have your drama. Am yep. I right?
1: Absolutely. People don't know how blessed they are until God forbid something bad happens. You know, I mean, I I have I mean, I got recently I got rid of a lot of people in my life, okay? Because they were toxic, they were jealous, they brought me down. I only want to surround myself with love, positivity and and laughs. I mean, and you know what? I had to let them go because you know what when it's all said and done, you want that that group to be people that have your back that love you unconditionally, and you do fish, and that's why I love you. I mean, and as you get older, you know that that circle of friends becomes
0: smaller and smaller. that's just oh, life. That's, yeah.
1: No, no, I'm telling yeah. you about it I,
0: I don't know about that. I'm meeting new people no, all the time and I get you know great stories and I and I and I get insight. Some some of the young people have a lot of insight. What they don't have, and I'm gonna piss some listeners and viewers off, is I again, you know, I like to play the oldies sometimes on my ship. I'm not kidding you. The kid asked me, um, is is Bruno, is Elvis was Elvis Presley as big as Bruno Mars? Oh wow. Now oh, here's how I handled that. This kid loves Bruno Mars, and Bruno Mars is a tremendous talent. I've seen him. He's incredible, yes. Incredible performer and a great guy. When he comes to town, you talk to people that work in the high limit rooms, he's throwing chips like crazy. He's a wonderful human being. But I said this. If Bruno Mars, 60 years after he starts in the business, is still selling albums at a platinum level, we'll know. Okay? Uh, we're, we're We're losing in this generation the... The part of transparency that says you have to know your history about what's going on in the history of your country, in the history of your music, the history of your sports. Okay, because before there was a LeBron James was a phenomenal basketball player. Right. There was a Magic Johnson and a Kobe Bryant. And before them, you and I remember two guys. Oh, my God. What about Jerry West and Pete Maravich? Maravich. About Michael, about Michael Jordan, and Larry Bird. And you go back and back and back. And I got it. I'll lead you to this question. Don't you hate it? My dad did this. Rest in peace. He would say to me, "He said I don't give a shit what you think about Walter Payton and Emmett Smith, and 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 uh, and Barry Sanders. There wasn't a greater running back than fucking Jim Brown. Jim I Brown. I hate it yeah. when people compare other eras in sports. Don't you?
1: Yeah, because it's a different time. Like, so, oh, uh, Michael Jordan could beat uh, the, uh, Michael Jordan or LeBron James. You know, there's nothing like show for me. There was nothing better than Showtime Lakers, okay? Michael Cooper on a lockdown. You're not scoring if Michael Cooper is in your face. I mean, Deion Sanders, great coach. We lo- He was unbelievable prime time. If, you, if he was on your side of the field, forget it. You might as well just walk back in the locker room because you're not catching shit. That's the thing. You got to know your history. And by the way, speaking about history, I was watching uh, FS1, Fox Sports 1. And they showed 2004, Boston Red Sox, oh. Oh, down 3-0 to the Yankees, baby, and hadn't won a World Series since 1916 or something. All the stuff, the GOAT, Babe Ruth, all that stuff, and they never gave up. And my hero, and I hope he stays a Dodger forever, Dave Roberts. He he may, he steal, doesn't steal that base. They lose the World Series, right? And he was a Absolutely. Dodger. By the way, he was a Dodger. They traded him mid-season to Boston. Great. I mean, that's that's what we need more of. I agree with you, Fish.
0: Well, we, we need more sports. We need entertainment. You'll, you'll get back to working soon. And, and and sports is something that brings families together. Okay. You watch the baseball playoffs, as we speak, with your dad, Jerry. And you've done that for 40, 50 years, you know. Uh, my dad passed away 15 years ago, but I watched – I watch almost every Raider game, or go to it with my son. You know, kind of a, a um, passage nice. of rights that is, and that's to nice. to share that, and that's what sports is all about. You probably remember, you probably remember going to Dodger Stadium with your brother and your dad when you were kids, right? And can we get oh. a pennant? And man, oh, the Dodger dogs! Everything about that is so special. Are we losing that? Are we losing that because the average price of tickets for sporting events is insane right now? It's insanity. You know it's
1: interesting you say that i uh on sunday uh next sunday um i am going to a ram game and uh let me tell you something the tickets are i mean astronomical crazy i don't even know how people can afford to go to a game you know for the tickets the parking the food you know you bring a family of four you're spending it
0: what four or five hundred bucks sometimes right more than that yeah. More than there's that. tickets for the tickets are 300, so yeah. that's that's 1200. Parking's yeah. well, Parking's 100. Yeah. I mean, you, there's no parking in these. There's no. What they did with these new stadiums and it's smart is they did no. They did no big parking lots. It's all. So you gotta take public transportation or drive down and pay 100 bucks if right. you want to park in these places. So, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 So when when we circle back and talking about our past, I think some of our listeners and viewers are jealous that in our past. We can go to a football game for $30 and sit in a 42-yard line, Yeah, right? And you know what? The game's better now because the level of athletes are better. But Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what. You brought up two guys earlier just now. You brought up Magic Johnson and Showtime, and you brought up um, Deion Sanders. The great ones. Do you agree with this, Brad? The great ones, like those two guys you just mentioned, could play in any era and and succeed. If Magic played today in the NBA, could you imagine him with your Warriors? Oh,
1: Oh, my goodness! I'm telling you magic Johnson look right out of right right out of Michigan state. I wow. mean he was incredible. I mean, I'll tell you something you know it, everybody says you know Michael Jordan and this guy and that guy, but you have to understand LeBron is in his generation. Michael Jordan was in his generation, and it's very hard to compare these guys because in their prime, if they want if they went nose to nose, what would happen right I mean. It's 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 crazy, but you know, listen, that's a great argument. People love to talk sports and talk. Uh, oh, this guy's better than that guy. He would wipe the floor with him. You know, all that kind of stuff. So well,
0: and and the other thing is this: my dad and I would talk about championships, and there football is so unforgiving. You know, two of the best quarterbacks that ever played this game. I, I, I if if you could funnel these two guys into one man. And I'm talking about two guys from the '80s: Jim Kelly of the Buffalo Bills oh, and Dan Marino were yes. phenomenal football players. Multiple Pro Bowls. Both went to Super Bowls, but never won. And they're such competitors. They they've been interviewed recently. And Jim Kelly, you know, God bless his soul, has had some oh, health I, issues, and he's a fighter. Love and love this guy and Marino. And they said they every day, every single day, they think about the Super Bowls that they lost every day, every minute. Mm-hmm. And when you're a competitor, like, I want to I want to ask you this. When you're a competitor like that, and you take it, you're in your sixties. You're thinking, God, if I did this, and I relive that, do you, do you, uh, as an actor, do you relive the auditions that you didn't get and said, what if I would have got that? And you know, the person that got it became a star in that show. I think does every actor go through that, or is there so much work that you don't give a shit?
1: I like, I like to see who got the part. I always like to watch it because. But here's my here here's my my um, my advice and my show business acting 101 uh, class to actors. You got to go in and do what you do. Okay, you got to make a choice. I'm going to go left. I'm going to go right. Don't go straight. You do what you you your interpretation of the part. Okay, you do you you maybe add lib a line here and there. Like I'll give you an example. Curb your enthusiasm. I walked in and I told my buddy who runs selftape.com, He's the greatest. His name is Steven. He, he said to me, I'm going to be Larry David. I go, this is what we're going to do. You're going to play Larry David. I'm going to play Jonas the roofer guy. And I'm going to get this part. You hear me motherfucker. And he's like, okay, okay. And I go, we're going to do it until we get it right. And I did it. And I, the the way I got the part at the end was an improv. And by the way, everything is improv on the show. They give you a premise and you go and that's something that i've been gifted with in my life improv comedy that's what i do and uh my my last line was after coming and i'm gonna fix your roof and all that i go oof larry oh boy i had a big breakfast buffet can i use your bathroom and i walk right by the camera okay and uh jeff schaefer uh, the director the executive producer and he's larry's right-hand guy he said to me he goes that got you the part okay luck and timing have a lot to do with acting being at the right place at the right time, reading for the right part. And God bless Bruce Willis. Okay. He's a perfect example. Wow. They wanted all these other guys for diehard. I was in the commissary at 20th century Fox when they made that film and all these guys, all these big time actors, Tom Cruise, all these guys, they wanted for uh, John McCain, John McClane, right? John McClane. And he got it and it made him a emotion- I and mean, he made him a star. I mean, moonlighting set the table but die hard made him a star right luck and timing other guys turned it down that's what i love when when you go to big time actors they go what part do you wish you had just the, the same question you just asked me and they go oh i tried out for like john travolta say i tried out for this show this movie and that movie and i didn't get this and i couldn't do that and i turned this down they turned down roles that become monster hits so i i, I just say you go with your go with your gut luck and timing has a lot to do with life too by the way Look at us!
0: We reconnected after all these years. You tell tell before we get to some the Brad the our, our segment of Brad take Brad's take on Fish's stupid memes. Um, <laughs> I, I I tell tell one of the most endearing, sensitive, tear jerking films that I saw of this year was called The Whale. And tell the process of you auditioning, and how you almost even though Brendan Fraser did a phenomenal job and he won the award, Academy Award for it, you were up for that, weren't you?
1: I had uh, God three or four auditions, and then I finally got to read for the director. And I was so committed to the role, I walked in in my underwear. Okay, and I sat in the chair, and I was heavier than I am now, and I started sweating. Surprise, surprise! I was sweating, but I was so into that part, and it was between me and another guy. And then they brought Brendan Fraser in, who had the cachet of being a, a you know a star. But I was told by my agent they were they really wanted me, but uh, you know, I wasn't uh, big enough of a star, but I committed. I mean, I literally walked in my underwear and I said well, you were there. big enough. Oh, oh no, <laughs> trust me, yeah, they would probably add on, like for instance, in uh, uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, you know, I put on the fat suit, the same fat suit that um, you know, the movie Fat Albert, oh, yeah. kidding uh, me, Eddie I mean, Murphy. Oh, oh, no, 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 that was no fat Albert was with uh Keenan, Keenan from oh, uh, yeah, Kenan, yeah, I know you're talking about, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kenan, yeah, Saturday, and yeah, 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 he, yeah, 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 Keenan and Kel he uh Keenan Thompson he played fat Albert and the, and uh and I put on his fat suit and I went into great story, I put on the fat suit, I walked into Adam Sandler's office for uh at the the Judy Garland building uh, at uh, Sony studios. And, and I looked at him, he looked at me and I knew his manager very well. uh, Sandy Wernick, fantastic guy. And he got me in there. And um, I looked at him and I started going like this in the, in the fat suit. (laughs) <laughs> um, he did exactly what you're doing. Cracked up, hit the floor. He goes, Brad, you got the part. And I walked out. That's all I did. I didn't read the lines. I didn't do anything. That's all I did. And I got the part.
0: You know, for a, for a, for a Hindu, you speak very good Hebrew. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's, that's Here part of your method. I swear Hindu. to God, you. how many languages do you speak? Well, Carl's Jr., Wendy's, <laughs> what, what, what other ones?
1: May I take your order? I'll have a double-double number two. Uh, you know, I have, a, I have a funny bit. Uh, my writing partner, Sean, White and I, we go and we uh, he works at Brillstein Partners. And uh, we go for, uh, you know, we have a lunch. We take an hour for lunch. He gets an hour for lunch, so I pick him up and we go out to, uh, believe believe me, a fast food place, Carl's Jr. He likes the, uh, the big Carl number six. No. Or we go to McDonald's or we go to Jack in the Box. And we talk our biz, we talk our business, but I thought, God, we, I always goof on when I go drive-through, I always goof on the person I'm talking to. Always. I start going off on tangents, like good luck on finals. Have a good summer. Don't forget, sign my yearbook. I hope we have classes in the fall. And they're looking at me like, what? And then they finally see me, you know, when I come around to get my food and they're like, I go, oh, uh, am I, am I attractive? Should I, can we go out? And it's like, you know, a a 60 year old woman, you know, who's right at Carl's Jr., she called the police on me for, but that's that's another thing. No, but I just goof on people all day long. That's what I do. I like making people laugh and I can make a
0: living at it. So I'm very blessed. So you are. I would would suggest, I don't know what Sean looks like, but I would suggest on one of these forays that you get an hour lunch, try a soup, try a salad bar, you know? I mean, what's that? Exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, not, well, is, is it out. always fast? Is it always fast food? Always? Um, yeah, it is. I mean,
1: listen, somebody has to keep these places uh, in business, right?
0: You know what? And by oh, the way, and yeah, I'll be honest with you. here, Before we get to our memes, yeah. I'm driving around running some errands and all of a sudden I see a taco. I've had Taco Bell. I went in there and I ate that Taco Bell. Like it was my, it was the first meal I've had. After being in the desert without any food or water for two weeks, how it, good was it? Was I it got good? the uh, the chicken burrito supreme and three hard tacos with that fire sauce. Wow! Oh my god! Look at you—you're—you're you're ovulating. So let's wait. Wait—the fire sauce? Did your oh, did I love your the sauce. I cry? love
1: hot. I'm a hot guy. Oh my god! So you sit on the toilet and your ass is catches on fire. I mean, you must no. go right to the right to the toilet. Oh, really? Nah,
0: no. no, it's it. That's love not me. Fire. I, I uh, actually. My constitution's pretty good as far as but it's not it's not ever incendiary from that. It's just I have a wonderful constitution. So that being said, we're gonna do a couple of football. Whatever games. that means. Check out, this is the Dallas Cowboys played the 49ers a couple of weeks ago. Check out the Dallas Cowboy, what he's doing to the 49er. Let's see. Can you see that? <laughs> oh that's oh, great. That's funny. Oh, and he's looking down like, what the yeah. fuck are you doing? I think that That's was on Sunday Night Football, and Mike Tirico said, well, I don't know you that well, but this is a PG-rated <laughs> TV show, you know? That's funny. I love it. That's great. And look at that ass-whooping the Dallas Cowboys got by that. All right, check this one out. Um, right now, the Kansas City Chiefs are big in the news because, one, they're a great football team, phenomenal organization, and we're sick of the bullshit with the Swifties and, and Travis Kelsey jerking himself uh, i a restaurant I'm not in New York. You don't care about Speak like that. for yourself. Speak for yourself. Anyways, I like that's Patrick Mahomes. True. I'm a Raider fan, and I love Patrick Mahomes. I love his intensity, but he has a look-alike. And I think you worked with this person before. <laughs> look at the oh face. My <laughs> goodness, that's Sarah Gilbert from from Roseanne. Roseanne. Look at look <laughs> at look at my <laughs> God. look at Mahomes' face and look at hers. Oh my goodness! Wow. <laughs> that they're twins yeah you see the
1: resemblance separate separated at birth yeah they do yeah oh my goodness that's funny
0: we talk about the past a lot um i'm gonna give you a story let me get there first let me hang on um no not that right here you could only bring one Brack one for a concert you got elvis you got john lennon You got frank sinatra and you got barry white i'll go first i bring back barry white i met barry white at Fat Burger in Westwood. I know you've been there. In oh, yeah. 1976, I'm at Fat Burger with my best friend Craig Persky. I bring him up all the time. We still talk every day. Big fan of the show. And we're waiting in line. And if you've ever heard Barry White sing, he's got the most low. Uh my name is Barry White, you know, yeah, like that. He, yeah. And here here I I I, I was on a 16 and I'm on a break. I'm working at a joint called Miller's Outpost in Westwood. Closed joint, you know. Um, I know usually 501 jeans. That, I don't think they have that size. There. That's another story. Not my size, but I know the place. This is what I. This is what came out of Barry White's mouth. I remember it like it was yesterday. Hey, brother, let me get a double egg, king chili, cheese with extra onions, extra tomatoes, extra pickles. Put some of that. Put some that avocado shit on there and slap it <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just loved love his music. Well, who do you bring back? If I bring back, I Barry love White? Barry
1: White because Barry White was on one of my favorite shows, and I got to be on the show David E. Kelly's Ally McBeal. He was really, on oh, yeah, love David Kalista, big, flat, big, Barry White big crush, big Barry White. Who do you bring uh, back? Saw, for concert? Okay. Can you me? I, I, I answer got a right. question. Can I answer the question? Is that okay, my friend? I love you. I saw Frank Sinatra in concert twice. I, I took my family to the Greek and we watched Pia Zodora open Don Rickles middle and big Frank close it out. Elvis. ah oh Man, I love Elvis because there was just something about him. You know, he was a star, you know, but I would have to say, and John Lennon, what a, oh, what a legend What left us way too soon. I, I would have to say Elvis. I, I just, there's something about Elvis I love. You know, he was just so cool. You know, he was just so effing cool. It's between him and Frank. I love Barry White too, but I wasn't at Fatburger with him
0: in Westwood. Oh, it was great. I, you know, speaking of two of those guys, I, you know, so I, I George Collins started his concert out in like 1980. I was there at the forum. And he, when he comes out on stage, he just looks at the audience for like five minutes and everyone starts laughing because the first thing ever comes out of his mouth is the funniest thing he's going to say for the next 10 minutes he's looking around this fifteen thousand people at the forum he looks around and he's and he says you know i wonder if frank sinatra and elvis when they go to vegas together if they ever get laid <laughs> <laughs> it's just a standard line but we're all busting up laughing by the way yeah. why
1: don't you tell your george carlin story from mama uh, well,
0: some other time i want to move well, on with, with story, our yeah. memes. but john lennon was a legend can you that imagine a great story. Could, that's a great story. could you imagine having 200 number one songs for your own band and other people you write for like bad Finger and buddy lee ray i mean crazy john lennon genius all right here's one up your alley kid two of them french okay. fries I, wow I, i'm a steak fry i'm going for number three what's your favorite fry can we got I the like... string for our listening audience okay. we, got the, we got the the crinkle fries this is a favorite fry the steak fries the curly fries audience the wedge fries and the waffle. I love steak fries. What about you, Grunny? By the way, last night I went to
1: uh Rose Gold Saloon as we were talking earlier, and they have the greatest, the most delicious garlic fries, oh, mm-hmm. that I have ever had, by the way. But I go for the number one well done. That's me. I like I like the I like the original because my grandma loved McDonald's french fries they are the best fries. If you ever want a fry, go to McDonald's. They
0: really have the best fries. I would I'll say you, it's yeah. great fries. Bring up fries. I think oh, the garlic yeah. fries at Chuck's Tavern are phenomenal. It's, it's like that. when people order. We're a fish. We're a fish house, but we have so many burgers and sandwiches, and we order sweet potato fries and all the, the different fries that you saw in that meme. But our garlic fries are so darn good. It's the number one fry that's ordered in a fish house. Isn't that amazing? Is that cool? And um, I've been there. Yeah, I've had those fries. They're so good. But the bartender
1: is so annoying. So you order like two fries. So you don't have to talk to the bartender.
0: Oh, that was that's you. I'm sorry. Well, eat the fries. I don't I don't remember you talking because you're eating so much. You know, you look like you look you look like fat bastard. in then Michael, Myers. <laughs> by the way, I was awesome talk. All right. I was this is ready. great. We got two more means left this one. And then we'll do it. Uh, Say again.
1: I said I was in gold member with Mike Myers. My brother and I were in Austin Powers gold member. Well, I have a gold member. Anyway, oh,
0: I like. Hey that. man, hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. uh, can I go first in this next meme? Because I think if I go first, I'm, you're going to. No, I'm your sidekick. I put some cologne on. What was your go-to self-made sandwich as a child? Okay, this is a lost art. Bologna. Yeah. With American cheese and mayonnaise, did I get it? That's, yes, that's what. <laughs> is it? Is that's it 16? It. that's if, the one. Every I want to hear I comments. Know. Go to fishgranny1 at gmail.com. If you're anywhere in your 40s, 50s, or 60s, where's bologna? Oscar Mayer bologna. You never oh. see kids. You, you don't. You can't get bologna sandwiches at restaurants anymore. But bologna sandwich. How about this? Bologna salami sandwich, and
1: cheese, and mayo is also good. Uh, oh. oh,
0: I like salami too. Yeah. Did Mario, your mom? did your mom give you when you got when you you took your where did you go to like grade school? I know you went to uni, high school. Where'd you oh, go to grade school? Well, by the
1: way, before I answer that, the bread was always egg bread. Yes, like that's what it was. Jala mayo, salami or bologna, American cheese. Oh, forget so it. So right? good.
0: Yeah. And it's a lost art. It's a lost, it's it's gone. It's it's yeah. uh it's yeah. I, but
1: that's I went, I went to Roscomer Road Elementary School in bel-air that's where i went and then i went to emerson junior high school and then i went to university high school in uh, west l.a where did you go give me all three um
0: well let me go back to the uh, I, uh, i'm in witness protection i can't tell you anyways um oh my goodness when you when yeah. your mom made you a bag of a paper sack lunch when you went to grade school there was a bologna sandwich on the challah with the mayonnaise and the and the piece of american cheese at the was there also like a bag of potato chips, like a lace potato chips? Of course. And and there was always like a cinnamon roll or something. There's always something. Or like uh, a ding dong or a cookie. Ding dong. That's a, That's my, you got it. It was right? a ding dong or a Twinkie. Boy, yeah. Talk about a cholesterol heaven right there. But that's uh, the way we lived our lives. And, and there's the little things like that that made us happy. All right. You know, that's we, we lose so a sad. lot of people in our lives. And then we lose people that because of the way they portrayed characters on the screen moves your heart okay i'm gonna show you a picture of a guy i want you to go first and talk about this man we lost bert young the other day at 83 mm. years old i don't know if you ever worked with him there's bert young oh, no okay um, i wish I did. that's him uh in the in the role of paulie he played paulie in the infamous <clears throat> rocky rocky I mean, rockies there were there's five or six of them five and then rocky balboa they and all that stuff yeah, yeah. great um, movies i
1: mean oh my god they were but Rocky One stands as my favorite movie of all time because I'm always the underdog, and I love the underdog that makes it. And Talk Rock- about
0: Burt Young. Talk about that character. That <laughs> oh, was as, so- as Rocky's best friend. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. And, so and the great. anger. He had so much yeah. anger in him, and he could. He was so jealous of his sister, right. who was this, you know, yes. just this demure little thing that was so introverted. Yeah. And he couldn't understand how his best friend's going out with his sister, and then. And he becomes, a, I mean, if you, if you haven't seen Rocky out there, listeners and you viewers, that it, the Brad, Brad's 1,000% right. It's probably on everyone's list is one of the top five movies of all time. Feel good, tear-drinking story. But Burt Young, again, his picture, Brad, I mean, he, he, he had such an indelible impression on my life, um, which is why I get this fucking right, this actor strike over, because he he did some roles. You talk about Burt Young, he, your favorite roles that he did, and I'll talk about mine. Cool. Well, I will tell you one
1: thing, a fun fact. Remember Rocky 1, the boxing scene against Apollo Creed? That is filmed at MGM, Sony, United Artists, where Adam Sandler had his offices for many, many, many years. But guess what they film on that stage now is Shark Tank. That's what they film in that stage where they did Rocky 1. The boxing, all the boxing stuff. And it's the biggest uh, soundstage on uh, the Sony uh, lot. Just okay. a fun fact. Uh, Bert Young, I w- I loved him in Sopranos. He was unbelievable. Oh, oh so good. But he was, you know, what was great. He really played himself. You know, that was the great thing about him. And I love like, okay, here's a guy, Kevin Costner, right? Is Kevin Costner a great actor? Maybe, but he plays himself so well no way out how great was he in no way out so what i'm saying is if you bring yourself to every role it becomes more
0: real and more likable well i love him in the first rocky but my one of my favorite top five films of all time if i went independent if i went you know uh the the sundance film type category for a film independent movie that came out in 1984 that i've seen probably 132 times Everyone's got a movie. If they see it when they're doing the channel and it comes on, you start watching it again because you, you just loved it so much. Good Goodfellas, yeah. you know, Godfather. Yeah. Mine is a Pope of Greenwich Village and oh, wow. with Eric Roberts and uh, Mickey Rourke and Burt Young plays a mob boss called Bedbug Eddie and he has a scene with Mickey Rourke that I know at the Strasburg Academy off Melrose, they would use that six minute scene when they're confronting each other over uh, a theft the dynamic and chemistry between Rourke and um, Bert Young when you when you get good acting and you you've been there a tense scene a tense scene is what you did in Shameless when you were a dick in that restaurant Tammy Rossum and treated her like shit and what's gonna happen and you finally have a confrontation with Dermot Mulroney who plays the manager that's tension the tension between Rourke and Bert Young in that scene is different than what you've seen Burt Young in a lot of things that he plays himself. He plays Bobby Bacala's dad in Sopranos, who's a hitman who dies of emphysema, right? And then you see him in the Rocky movies. Please, watch A Pulper Gunness Village. It's one of the funniest, tear-jerking, fun films. And Burt Young, please rest in peace. Please go to wherever you actors go in heaven, and you can hang out and play any role that you want.
1: They're probably a deli heaven with... uh... My grandma, nanny Helen, nanny Klein, and your grandma, and they're sending the soup back because it's not hot enough. But uh, no, I uh, there was really a place called Delhi Heaven at the University of Arizona. By the way, I used to go there all the time. Surprise! My favorite movie of all time. I want to. I mean, my top five two is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles with John Candy. He's one of my. He's my favorite actor of comic actor. But but Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I oh. was. So I was in high school and I was coming back from basketball practice with my brother and I was in my Datsun 200 ZX and I pull up to Barrington and San Vicente. And I asked, I saw all these trucks and uh, Fazio cleaners and a pioneer chicken across the street. And all of a sudden I asked the crew, I go, what are you filming here at All-American Burger? He goes, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I go, what's that? He goes, oh, you'll know. And I go, who's that story? He goes, Sean Penn. I go, who's that? He goes, oh boy, you'll know. And I'm telling you something, buddy. You watch that; it does, it stands the test of time. You agree? Oh,
0: yeah. I still, I still quote, I still quote um, lines from that. I mean, it's yeah. it, it's it's there, it's such cutting edge for 1982. This is, if you haven't seen it. There's a scene where Phoebe Cates gets out of a pool oh, and takes true. her top off, yeah. and there's no CGI. You no. see her mammary glands. And then Judge Reinhold plays one of the characters and he's jerking off in the bathroom. That's all I got to say. <laughs> and you didn't do that back in 1982. I know it was the 80s, but I read a review of that movie in Variety. And one of the guys, Robert Romanus played the moan character for our audience. Oh. And it said, huge star, superstar. Yeah. And they panned Sean Penn. They said, uh-huh. oh, this is a, just a guy playing. Just It's so easy to play a stoner. And that's all he'll ever be typecast as. And you, you look at the history, what goes on from there. Romanus did some stuff and ended up opening up some some restaurants. But I, I think Sean Penn did okay, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you know, it's funny you
1: say that because when Phoebe Cates got out of the pool, she says, Hi, Brad. You know how cute I always thought you were. So I thought she was talking to me. So I was jerking off, too.
0: I just want you to know that, okay? Because my name is Brad. Nice to meet well, you. Well, I, I, not only that. You were probably the impetus for that scene. They say, Brad, how would you handle this in rehearsal? Well, I'm going to go <laughs> into the bathroom, and she's going to catch me jerking off, and then I'm going to say, does anyone fucking knock anymore? <laughs> oh, my goodness. By oh, way, Brad. I love Sean. This is, this is so much fun. Man. By the way, uh,
1: Sean Penn's audition for Spicoli, he walked in to producers and director, totally bombed. Casting director took him into another room and said, what's your fucking problem? That sucked. I want you to work on the sides and I want you to come back at the end when I bring in the last actor. He stood, he was in this other room in the casting office for probably an hour. He comes back in. First thing he does, he walks in, he takes his shirt off with his teeth. You know, when he walks into all American burger and that was it, he became Spicoli and he got, he got another shot. That's the thing. A lot of actors, they get the callback, or the third callback, or the fourth, and they fuck up. They don't get to come back in. But the casting director, great casting director, he passed away. I forgot his name, uh, Mr. Phillips. Uh, really good casting director that he saw something in Sean Penn and brought him back in. And let's be honest, that made his career. I mean that that's so legendary. Started his career, yeah, yeah. It was, it was Jeff, great. Jeff Acoli, man.
0: Hey, Mr. We, we started, hey. But- we start this podcast off by talking about things, you know, and that my wife watching the news and it's, it's a Debbie down the world sometimes. Well, let me tell you something that happened last weekend. We can't really talk about it again because it's over with. But the Nick Pasquale Foundation had a golf tournament down in San Clemente last weekend. And they raised a shitload of money to get young kids scholarships. And this kid's honor who passed away tragically. So there's good people out there. Um, his, uh, obviously Mel and Lori Pasquale, his brother, AJ put the whole thing together. Bobby and Crystal Owens helped out. And I said, I, since I know these people that Brad and I are going to shout this out, because that's our type of philanthropy, but thank you for what you did in memory of your son and now 10 or 15 kids that don't have the means to go to college are going to go to UCLA or some other kind of college. That's fantastic.
1: You know, but you know, what's great about this, they're keeping this wonderful, uh, son alive his memory alive with something that's giving to people that don't have the means to go to college and they keep doing this and his memory will last forever that's the beautiful part of this. i love it
0: i love it. what do you think brad do you think it's uh time to enjoy uh what do you let's what are you gonna do now it's monday what are you gonna do it's uh, uh, 11 o'clock and you go what's what's on your
1: agenda let's see i went to chick-fil-a this morning with uh, Uh, let's see. Uh, I might go. I don't know what I'm feeling like. I'm feeling, I, I, you know, what I'm feeling, I'm feeling a McDonald's. I'm feeling, a, I'm feeling a fillet of fish. I don't know why,
0: but fish fillet. I'm feeling a fillet. Of fi- feeling a fillet you, know what of you should do. You should go to McDonald's since all these proprietors know you by first name. You, you know, and and <laughs> mention to them if you want to see me on a more regular basis, get some garlic fries. <laughs> That's cool.
1: uh, I'm telling you, when I come to Vegas for my birthday. And uh, I'm gonna have some of those garlic fries. You're, you're coming up. I all am, buddy. I'm looking. What do you forward, think, man? It. Get us out of here, Mister. Well, hey, 33 is in the books. Dave Linden, take us home, baby. Love you, buddy. Love you too. Good to see you. You too. See you next, see you next Monday. You've been listening to the Fat Fish Podcast.
0: Heard on all your favorite platforms. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh,